you love you just love to hear that music because it means that i'm back hosting it's another episode of questionable for sunday as always i am your host the host eric joined by moving back to his old role connor what's up man how you doing i'm doing well uh yeah the, you can just call me the commish no one really calls me connor anymore i've kind of lost my own sense of identity in this league which i think is a good thing you know the name connor you know i didn't choose that name the name chose me and you know i think that by going as the commish moving forward um i think it'll will bring a plethora of new ideas to the league oh yeah all right it's always good to have the commish i gotta be honest though you know i got a lot of uh i got a lot of positive feedback from leading the podcast uh last week just want to let you know that people seem to really enjoy it uh but yeah, it was a good week. It was a good week for, for me. It was a good week for you, Connor. And it was a good week for our special guest we got on today. Uh, we got him live from his new home in Marysville. Hovey, what's up, man? What's up, fellas? How's it Hovey. going? Thanks for having me on. That's legit. Um, just want to start it off super random of asking. For the theme music that we have at the beginning, have you guys ever seen that SNL sketch with Vince Vaughn when he was hosting? I don't think so. No. Oh, it's how they came up with that theme song for the NBA, and then there was lyrics to it. You guys should check it out. It's pretty funny. What we'll to post it in the Discord to find the link? Yeah. Pretty funny. Just didn't know if you guys knew I'd seen that. So. But Hovi, it's been a pretty good year for you so far. Uh, points wise, you're I'm pretty sure second in points. Record wise, hasn't really matched up uh, three and three, but still looking pretty solid as far as the playoff race is going. Uh, first off, you know, what do you think? What are your thoughts so far on, on this, the uh, 2020 season? Yeah, I mean, it's been good. Um, like you said, record-wise, not the best. But, I mean, I'm facing teams where they're having their biggest games of the year so far against me. So, there's not much I can do. Like, Spencer had – he was super close to coming to beat me the other week. And then, I mean, last week, he doesn't even score 100 points. So, it's like – it's fun. It makes things very interesting when it comes down to Sundays. Like literally all I do is just check it and I hate doing that. Um, but it, no, it's been, it's been a good year. I mean, my team's good. I have a lot of faith in them and we'll see moving forward. All right. First of all, we got to talk about something real quick. Um, going on in the background that you guys, you get no one, no one really gets the opportunity to read my text messages that I'm constantly sending to Eric. But I've always wanted to do like a drunk podcast, especially around Christmas time and do take shots and stuff, which which may mean that I'm an alcoholic. But I wanted to say that because in celebration of having Hovey on, I have a Coors Light with me. And let me just say one thing really quickly. I usually don't drink for the podcast. In fact, one time I had it moved because I was tipsy coming back from happy hour. You can ask Eric, true story. So you're actually going to hear this right now. Let me just crack crack this open right here. Did you hear that? Oh, I'd love to hear. That it. was a good one. Oh, that was a good one. Nice. I feel I feel solid now. Let me just take a quick sip of this uh, Rocky Mountain cold beer. Hobie, I got a question for you. I'm looking at your draft recap. We're going back, I guess you know, whatever a month or two ago. You actually had a very solid draft. All of the guys that you paid a lot for were all hits. You have Derrick Henry, Travis Kelsey, Mike Evans, Adam Thielen, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you spent a little bit on Philip Lindsay, but he's actually been pretty serviceable. Um, you also had some awesome reaches, like at C.D. Lamb, who I know you, you traded him away, right? I did. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, you got Jared Judy, Daryl Henderson. I mean, it's kind of shocking that your team isn't doing better right now. Your draft was seriously on point. Are you, You're seriously saying my team's not doing better? I'm second in points in the league. 
I know, but you're like only that, three and like, three, though. Like, you, you, yeah, you nailed the draft. Who cares? Here's the thing. I've been screwed over two or three times for the sixth spot, being in the sixth spot record-wise and not having enough points. Like, we talked about this last year with uh, AMAC. Remember about the whole points record thing? I think it was last year that we talked about it. He's like, oh, the record means more. And then didn't he get in off of points or some shit like that? I like. Yeah. yeah, so it's like the points mean everything in this league. Like, as long as I'm still scoring, I'm still – as long as I'm sitting in that sixth spot points-wise, I'm still going to make the playoffs. So True. that's the way I look at this year because I think my record is a fluke. I would say yeah, so I, I, I mean, agree. Yeah. You know. But, but I got to be honest. Like, I'm trying to give you props, man. The worst oh, thank you. player yeah. drafted that you spent the most on, it was Tevin Coleman for $8, who I think is on IR, right? I yeah, mean, he's hurt so far. So I'm, he's hurt. It's like really no one that you spent a lot of money on, none of them are underperforming. So I got to give you props. That's yeah, really the well only one. I mean, Philip Lindsay, like being out like last week was the first week, and it just kind of worked out that Melvin Gordon got a DUI and then sat out. So that helped. But I mean, yeah, like my goal this year was going into it spending money hard because last year all i did was getting ripped for oh you didn't have a running back oh so derrick henry popped up i said fuck it i'm getting you know like that was my my game plan this year and then like i said before is i love the quarterback tight end like when you have a good tight end duo because i feel like that's all they look for i know this is harping on the past whatever but the only time i can talk about the one year that i won I had Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham. So that's the only reason why I'm a big fan of it or the number one wide receiver. So yeah. that was my goal this year. I got Mahomes and Kelsey. I was super happy about that. Yeah, it's been super good combo so far. Uh, Let's go. And uh, one more question before we jump in. Last week, Tristan dropped some hot bars on you. What did you think of the, uh, the diss track? Yeah, I thought it was good, to be honest with you. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, once I heard it was about me, I was kind of shooting my pants because I have never met Tristan and I didn't know who the fuck told him about me. So I thought literally it was just going to be going after my weight and I would have been pissed. And so it wasn't. So thank you, Tristan. And um, now we could be friends when I meet you. And all it was, I mean, shit, it's like true facts. Like everyone knows that I've been to school for hella long. Like, Okay, let's be honest. I didn't even go you love to, to learn, like, you know? They didn't yeah, want you to leave. Yeah, I learn how to drink. That's all I did. So it's like, no, I thought it was really good. And whoever gave him the insider information was good. I, I liked it. And I'm assuming it was either Eric or Joe because they're the only ones that were around. So, <laughs> I mean, it kind of cuts that down for what he said. So, and I'm going to assume it's Eric. It's a pretty pretty fair assumption. Nice to chat yeah. there from Tristan. Confirmed. We, we do have another one on the way today at the end of the pod, so... Uh, make sure you stay tuned for that one. But uh, let's jump into our episode this week. Quickly, we got to recap the scores from last week. Uh, let's start with our, uh, our special guest here, Hovi, with a nice victory over Jerry, 143.8 to 124.6. Big big day from Derek Hendry, 39.4 points. Connor with the nice performance against Chris, 132.4 to 107.7. Justin Jefferson with 35.1 points to lead the way for Con. We had, in the total rematch, we had Tristan, uh, getting some revenge for last year, beating Curtis 120.5 to 88.5. We had uh, AMAC barely eking out a victory over Spencer 102.3 to 99. Uh, 
in the Battle of the Erickson Bros, it was your, myself was the victor, 115.9 to 102.2, and in a total stinker, Battle of the Hizari Bros, Ben uh, continues his lucky streak with an 84 to 66.1 victory. That is uh, that is such bullshit. I have a question. Um, so you know how we developed that rule that's like, oh, if you score the second most points, but you play the first point, you know, the first highest points, yeah. everyone gives you a, like a, that running tally, right? It was like the bad beat, whatever yeah, it's called. What's it called again? Yeah. Bad beat jackpot. We have like a, a trash beat jackpot <laughs> where if you're the 11th most points and you beat the 12th, you have you to have pay everyone money because that's bullshit, dude. That's such horseshit. His team. I'm so happy he changed his team name to Fool's Gold because that's exactly what his team is. Hey, maybe we'll just call it like the Toa Bowl Jackpot or something like that. Yeah, I'm down, yeah. dude, because that is that is ridiculous. So, Connor, I mean, let me ask you going back to what you asked me. Does the record truthfully mean anything? Because we'll, okay. look at, I mean, yeah. that's just okay. the proof right there. Right, like, totally. You know, it's funny because I, as everyone knows, you know, Eric is the progressive person in our league. He wants to make these radical changes. Uh, he may or may not be a communist. I'm more conservative, you know, traditional values. Let's, you know, let's let's keep kickers in. Let's keep defenses in. I like having those one-on-one -on -one battles. You know, you're playing against someone. But I think if Eric had his way, we would go by the top six scoring teams would get a W. No, I think we would we would do the head-to-heads, but we would also have a you know the bottom six teams get an additional loss and top six get an additional win. But I don't know. I don't know. So how yeah, many you get two agree. possible wins a so week. Yeah, that's just that's way too much analytics for me. I don't. Know what yeah. You're talking what do you about. like, dude? To be honest, I'm kind of more like Connor. Like, I think I was the deciding vote on the kickers, right? You were. I'll tell you right now, Spencer texted me and said, hey, I'll pay you 10 bucks if you vote for the fucking no kickers. And I said, all right, you got it. Like, I wasn't even really paying attention. So that's how we have no kickers this year. So you guys who God vote damn it, Spencer, Spencer. All son Spencer, of a bitch. Because so. I think he was like, oh, I didn't even think my vote was going to matter. And then it came down to me because I hadn't voted yet. So he's like, hey, I would have voted no kickers, but I wanted to piss off Erickson. So he's like, I don't want kickers. I'll pay you $10 if you do it. And I said... Okay, sure. It might have been five. I don't know. Or even just buying me a beer. Whatever it was. Shout yeah, I got to be honest, though. I, in one of my other leagues that I lost, um, I lost by two points. And the other guy's kicker scored 20 points. And I was like, you know what? This is fucking horseshit. And then I was like, oh, god damn it. Eric has converted me. <laughs> like, I already see the other side. I, I don't know, man. I, I still miss well, I mean, having kickers, though. You know? Exactly. I, it's cool. But, like, you think about if you had, like, what, Jason Myers, right? Isn't that the Seahawks kicker? I think yeah. so, yeah. Right? So he's literally – they're, like, one of the top scoring teams in the NFL. He's kicked two field goals all year. Like, he would be someone that you'd want because they score so many points. Right, right. But you would get no points out of it. So See, it's all like, this is proving my arguments of why kickers are dumb. Well, first yeah. of all, that argument is uh, has an incorrect assumption, which is you want the kicker on the highest scoring offense. That's not what you want. You want an offense that scores – sorry, that gets a lot of yards but doesn't score touchdowns. That's what you want. So they're constantly <laughs> kicking it. If you had Brandon McManus this past weekend, what, he had six field goals for like 40, 50 yards. I mean that was – that's actually who I lost to, not going to lie. It's bullshit. Yeah, you would have scored 20 it, points. You also – Who had Mc a shit ton of points I, too? I saw in uh, ESPN Brandon McManus was only owned in like 4.5% of leagues. So it's not like he was a kicker where people were like, oh, they're going to get close a lot but not score. Okay, well, it's not an argument I mean, that 95.5% of people who play ESPN are scrubs. How is that an argument? <laughs> Dude, Anyways, they're kickers, right? It's all right. Like, kickers aren't in our league, so let's, we don't need to harp on them. Let's get into our highlights for week six. They're already dead. Hobie, what do you got? What's your highlight from week six? 
So my highlight was me, of course, beating Jerry because everyone's like, oh, he's already in the Hall of Fame, blah, 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 blah. And I came out and he's not that far ahead of me, even though my record is trash. But I will give it to him. I think it would have been much different. He had a lot of players on by. I luckily scored quite. I think I was the number one scorer in the league last week. So it would have been close no matter what. Right. Um, and to be honest, I my main highlight that I like is I'm going to give it to Connor this week. Um, killing Chris, who is his arch enemy and going off <laughs> on that. Like, I, I think that that was big. Chris that does have a Huge. good team this year. I think it's pretty True. good. I mean, he beat me. Um and so I think this team has the, yeah, well, three three people haven't, so I don't know. Um, yeah, so okay, Nine I take it back. I, I take it back. I'm switching over. I'm giving my highlight to Eric um, for beating <laughs> Joe because I love to see Joe lose. So exactly, Connor, fuck you. And I, you know, a lot of my picks were going to be for you, and now I'm instantly switching them for that. Conference. No, no, I take it all back. What do you got for your highlight from week Dude, I, I just gave away. I don't know why I did this. I wrote down a highlight and then I already said it. It was Ben playing Jordan. That was his highlight. <laughs> he chose the only player. He didn't even choose, but the, the fantasy gods gave him the only opponent that he could possibly beat and he was able to. I think that's such bullshit. Um, and yeah, I don't know why I wrote it down as my highlight and then said it beforehand. So that's what I'm going to go with. That's all right. Uh, for my highlight, I'm giving it to myself as well, beating Joe in God, the Battle of God, you guys are Erickson's. fucking narcissists over here, just giving uh, yourself pats on the back, dude. You know, going into the last game of the week, I was down 11 points after a disappointing performance from Tyree Kill in the first Monday night game. And, you know, I, I had my two stud receivers going, Michael Gallup and Christian Kirk. Uh, they combined for only four catches, but Christian Kirk caught two passes, and they were both touchdowns. So I won 115.9 102.2. You know, I actually dug through some history to see uh, – my about my matchups against joe in the last five years i've beaten joe four times and joe's only victory during that stretch came in 2018 when he beat me by 0.9 points so i mean i feel like uh i'm getting some disrespect as far as who's the best fancy football in the erickson household uh yeah but you need to realize the championships bro like everyone like a lot of people are going to say that lebron james is a better basketball player than michael jordan and then what is the only fucking thing that people go back to oh six championships six championships like that's what it goes to yeah but joe you know joe's winning championships in like the 10 the 10 player league days like not as competitive i hold on to mine i hold on to mine eric how many do you have zero how many do i have one you are the james harden of the league you're very good the regular (laughs) season you can't do shit in the playoffs okay so it's classic classic eric bringing up his victories against his brother during the regular season, you know, and to be honest, I can just speak for Hobie. We we really don't care. Eric. Right, we don't care. I, I do. I do. Okay, all right, never mind. I'll just speak for myself. Joe I don't care. Burn makes me so happy. You have no idea exactly. because of those years that didn't matter. Like I'm so sick and tired of fucking hearing about Joe and fantasy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be honest though. Like Eric, you're talking about. Oh man, everyone thinks that my brother is the better fantasy player. But at the same time, whenever people have trades, who do they go to to check out the value? Right? They go to you. I mean, I think they go to Joe. They don't too, go to but... you. They go to Joe, dude. They don't go to you. <laughs> they go to me too, but that's all right. Uh, you know. Uh, Talking to yourself in the mirror there. does not count as someone going to you. Uh, we got an award to give out. This is the Jonas Gray Award. Goes to the Flukies performance of the week. I don't know if you guys remember Jonas Gray. He had like a random four touchdown yeah, game for the Patriots. Back, right? yeah, yeah, and I feel like he was like cut or something like two weeks later or something like that, or like benched or something like that. But 
Uh, we're looking at flukiest performances of the week. Connor, who you got? This is a, this is a doozy. Um, I got to give it to Spencer's team. Uh, <laughs> just the entire team. I mean, look, the guy sat the Buccaneers defense against the Packers. I 100% agree with that decision. I think everyone would, right? Green Bay, they have an awesome offense. You have Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, whatever, dude. They score 19 points. Absurd. Okay, he starts Mikko Hardman, who's been pretty reasonable. I mean, hasn't been a bad player. Yeah. Uh, looking back, uh, 16.1, 10.7, 6.3, points. He only scores zero points. Only and zero. Sammy Watkins was week. out too, so you would have thought that he would uh, get some more opportunities. He goes with Adrian Peterson over DeAndre Swift as the Detroit running back to own. Peterson still gets 12.3. That's solid for a running back. An RB2. Very solid. Swift goes for 25.8. I mean, just across the board, I really feel bad for Spencer this past week. I mean, we've all been there, right? You lose a close game. Oh, yeah, by the way, his defense scored negative five. If he didn't play the Titans defense, he would have won. He has a guy who scored zero. He has multiple people on his bench go off. I mean, it's just the ultimate trifecta of fantasy football and happiness. I'm so sorry, Spencer. I was totally rooting for CeeDee Lamb to catch another ball on a Monday night to yeah. give you the victory. So was I, and I, Kyler Murray also had, on his last possession, had Fitzgerald wide open in the end zone on a third down and overthrew him. That would have won him the game as well. So it was really an unfortunate week for Spencer there. Uh, I gave mine to DeAndre Swift as well. 14 carries for 116 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I feel like there was a game like two weeks ago, he played like six snaps total. And then now he's just scoring two touchdowns. Um, you never know. The hard part with the Lions is like you never know who they're going to give the ball to at running back. It's like one week all the carries go to Peterson, then like Swift does good the next week. Like next week it might be on Johnson getting all the carries. You just never really know. Um, obviously Spencer went with Peterson, and that was a solid play. Like you said, 12 points, but uh, Swift on the bench definitely hurts. Uh, Hovey, who are you giving your Jonas Gray award to? Boys, this is a clean sweep. I'm not going to lie to you. I wrote this down not, not thinking, but I literally had – the titans d like that that's <laughs> like i thought the same thing as connor but seeing that um Michael hardman like that yeah. is tough you know what i mean i mean especially in in that game that was a close game back and forth like and then i also wrote down cream hunt as well because with nick chubb being out like the whole hype yeah. behind the game yeah. like yeah. i thought you know i mean he gets a couple you know i mean a couple catches couple yard like that's yeah. a game changer right there too. So, um, Spencer, I'm sorry. You're my boy. I'm kind of happy like with our trade that CD Lamb didn't go off, but um, I know you have the best of intentions. So if he would have caught that touchdown, I would have been okay with it. But it's also against my boy Amac. Shout out to Amac. He always shouted me out. So true. Both of them. It was hard to choose, but yeah, I want Spencer also. Yeah, that's a clean sweep there for Spencer. Also, Adam Humphreys, 15.4. Just wanted to add another. <laughs> yeah, but are you, like, shocked that he – like, he started Adrian Peterson, like, almost the entire year, who's been a serviceable player for him. Like, he's not oh. just going to randomly change in totally. Swift. Yeah. And especially after he dropped – like, the reason he doesn't play is he dropped that fucking pass in week one. That would have won him the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no trust. Now it's kind of building back. So, I see he has him – I think yeah, in the sure lineup this week. this week against the yeah, Falcons. Yeah, I, I think I saw. So I actually um, think that I have to check my texts, but I think Spencer was talking to me. He might have actually started Adrian and Swift, and then stats yeah, changed the last second. Yeah, yeah, he, he was gonna he, go he the double. Right, right. Yeah, 
right. Which I was, and I was texting him on Monday. Oh, I was like, man, last I like, week he was going to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think he's gonna, doing that this week, though. Yeah, he, this week. Like, I like, this yeah. But I was even texting <laughs> him on Monday. I was like, dude, I like Miko Hardman today. Watkins is out. I feel like he's going to kind of step up oh, and take Eric. that. And then he just puts up a goose. That's not a dumb play, though. No, it's like a good that, play. Yeah. Like, whatsoever. Like, no, yeah, especially but... in that game against Houston, like, I don't, I think I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Should I had fucking more for the Seahawks play two weeks ago against Spencer. He scored zero points. He dropped yeah. like four balls and got overthrown and I still beat him. So it's not that bad of a play. Yeah. See, I'm of the Chris smart school of thought where if someone <laughs> texts you to make a roster change, you say, fuck you. And you stick to your guns. That's true. And so you know what? That week was against me too. So I was go. really praying he was going to listen to you, but Results he didn't process. So. Right, Connor? Thanks for being such a dick to him, Connor. Cause otherwise, you know, then I'd actually have a serviceable record, but you're welcome. So, all right, moving on here. Oh, my bad. You got one more thing to say? No, 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 I don't. I don't. Right. <laughs> we got uh, a, a debut of a new segment, right, Connor? It's this week in EIG history. Yeah, new segment. Oh, I love new segments. It's like uh, going to new seasons, and getting their <laughs> deli mac. Love it. And, uh, you know, I always like for this week in EIG history, try to find something with our, with our special guests. Uh, so I'm looking at week seven of the 2019 season. Uh, Connor, do you remember anything from that week? Uh... No. <laughs> so week seven of the 2019 EEIG season features a performance that will be remembered oh, for the ages. I Who can this, forget yeah. Hovey's 132.1 oh, to 33.7 victory over <laughs> the Kamish in what will go down as one of the worst performances in EEIG history. Uh, Connor, looking at your, your lineup from this week, your leading scorer, Daniel Jones, with a whopping... 10 points. You also have <laughs> Tyler Boyd with 6, George Kittle with 5.3, and Calvin Ridley with 5. You're starting running backs this week. Do you remember? Uh, Let me just think really quickly. Yeah, Rex Burkett and Giovanni Bernard. <laughs> yep, your boy, Gio Bernard, <laughs> 1.4 points. And Rex Burkett doing his best Nicole uh, Hardman impersonation with the goose egg. And who can forget the fruitiest of them all, Aaron Rodgers with a nice 43.6 points on Connor's bench, throwing for 429 <laughs> yards and five touchdowns. Uh, looking at Connor's bench from that week, Connor's bench outscored his starting lineup with the total of 41.5. <laughs> with three guys and on by. With three players on by, two zeros, and a I negative... I didn't even play a kicker! <laughs> and a negative 6.7 from Sam Darnold. Those were all on his bench, and it still outscored his starting lineup. <laughs> and, and to think that, that even while this is probably one of the worst the weeks we've ever seen in EIG, I was still one ACL away from winning the championship. Well, yeah, yeah sure. and you know who dropped your ACL? Me. True. <laughs> Richard Penny last True. year. And I great. was so happy when he blew out, he blew out his knee <laughs> because of that reason alone. And I will say, for that matchup, that was the day I was flying back from Nashville. So we caught a flight early in the morning, landed in California, had a wait. So I looked at the score. I was like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's a good score. And then I landed at Payne Field and looked at the score at the end of the day. And I seriously was almost laughing. I was crying so hard on the plane <laughs> in front of everyone because I scored. It showed you scored 30 something points. I said, are you shitting me right now? That was a great day. I'm not going to lie. Now I'm remembering why I didn't remember. It's because I'm pretty sure I yeah. blocked this out. It's blocked it out. I didn't remember at first, and then I was like, oh, wait, I shit on Connor last year. That's right. Yeah. Looking at Hopi's team here, 
20-point performances from Latavius Murray, 29.5, Austin Eckler with 22, and Phil Rivers with 21. So a, a dominating performance once again from Hovey. Latavius Murray almost outscored my entire almost, roster. Almost did. Looking around the rest of the scoreboard from that week, we had another stinker in the Battle of the Hazari Bros. And once again, Ben got lucky, winning 78-72.7. to 72.7. Jerry, with a whopping score, dominated Tristan, 168.1 to 90. And a huge shocker here, Curtis lost to Joe, 103.5, 84.9. Not a shocker. That's such a dick. You guys are such dicks. That's going to do it for this week in EIG history. I love this new segment, man. We got to bring it back. All right. We got got, uh, another segment here with Connor. Uh, I'm calling it Count Connor over here. We got some stats Connor wants to drop on you guys. Yeah, uh, Count Connor sounds like uh, the worst Sesame Street character of all time. Um, yeah, I have some fun facts. You know, I was thinking, to be honest, like I, I didn't really have anything that I was bad about this week. I wasn't really angry. I don't know why. So, I, but I, but I did notice a couple things, and I was laughing to myself. So I'm just gonna dive right in. So, if some of you guys watched the uh, Green Bay Bucks game over the weekend, where Aaron Rodgers. Uh, lost through a couple picks. I think he had a pick six. Uh, Bucks won 38 to 10. Aaron Rodgers actually scored a touchdown that was called back, so it doesn't actually count on the scoreboard. Uh, he scored a touchdown. I think he ran it in. And as he was standing there celebrating, he actually gave the three thrusts, the three pumps, you know, the sexually suggestive pumps um, from, I, I believe it's that. Oh, man, I'm, I can't believe I'm blaking this off the top of my head. Oh, it's Peel. Key and Peel. Thank you. Hangle, Mc, Hangle McCringle. McCringle Bear. And Lance Moore did it, right? I think that was like a trivia question um, when we were, did trivia that, like that two times. But uh, I just thought it was crazy because, like, so he's Aaron Rodgers gave the, the, the pumps, right? So I think that means that he, we can officially put him down as a top or at least prefers being a top. Because if he was a bottom, I think that he would be the one receiving the humps. Isn't that right, Eric? I think so. Does that make him more gay or less gay? I, I don't. I, I'm not judging anyone's Let. sexuality, Let. Eric. That's come on, dude. Relax. I and maybe and maybe you know maybe you go back and forth. Maybe one day you're a top, one day you're a bottom. I'm not really sure how that goes. I thought it was pretty interesting. So that's my fun fact number one. Is that a fun fact, Eric? That's pretty fun. Okay, cool. Uh, number two, my second fun fact: the Vikings traded away Stephon Diggs to the Bills for a first rounder. They used that first rounder on Justin Jefferson. Diggs right now in our league is fourth in total points for wide receivers. Justin Jefferson is sixth in total points for wide receivers. And both of them are on my team. Hobie, is that a fun fact? It's a fun fact. There you go. Fun fact, dude. Uh, I mean, it's not like that cool. Like, I thought you were going to like shit on them for trading away or something. But like, I think it worked out for both teams. But the best part is that worked out doubly well for my team. You know? Well, then I don't like it. No, it's not a fun fact. Okay, well, that one for two is not if so bad. If it's just about you, dude, it's not a fun fact. So. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, I'm and my, just kidding. I like it. Perfect. My third fun fact, um, I, this actually I did a little bit of digging. In 2016, the Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins, were 16th in points scored and 24th in yards. 2017, Dolphins were 27th in scoring, 25th in yards. 2018, the Dolphins were 26th in scoring and 31st in yards. So an awful three-year stretch for the Dolphins, because we all know they've been a pretty trash-tier team. Who were who were on those Dolphins squads? Let's go through some names: Ryan Tannehill, Kenyon Drake, Damian Williams of the Chiefs, Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills, Laramie Tunsil, and of course 
Adam Gase, okay? All of those guys I've just named, obviously, besides Adam Gase and Larry Tunzel, who's an offensive lineman, I think are fantasy relevant to say a minimum, right? Kenny Stills, he's doing okay on the Texans. I know Damian Williams was doing all right until he opted out this year for the Chiefs. In 2020, the Dolphins, they don't have Adam Gase, okay? They're led by a 37-year-old journeyman quarterback who's one of my favorite guys in the league, Ryan Fitzpatrick. They're 14th in scoring and 22nd in yards with arguably less weapons than those three previous teams. It just goes to show you that Adam Gase is an absolute idiot, and sometimes less is more. And in this case, Adam Gase should be fired. Eric, is yeah. that a fun fact? That is fun. And, you know, it's always good to see Miles Gaskin leading the way for the Dolphins rushing. So True, true. You I tried to, to trade it. AMAC a while ago for Gaskin, just strictly for the UW value, and he was getting more carries. So and love it got, to see it. Yeah. But rip Fitzmatch. I was just going to say, rip, dude. dude. No. Yeah. It makes me so sad. sad. I love Fitzmatch. Why? Like, I don't know. I was kind of surprised, like, I mean, but uh, and you start him against dude. the Rams, like against yeah. the Rams defense. Number Aaron one Donald is going to fuck up to his hip again. So, you know. But I digress. All right, another uh, for my last uh, fun fact of the day. Uh, Tristan is currently rostering three defenses. Hovi, is that a fun fact? Sure. Cool. Perfect. <laughs> That's all. That's it. Like, that's it? There's no, like, who is he rostering? I don't even know. I didn't He's rostering look. three defenses. Why don't you go take a look? I think it's the Ravens. I Are they say still the, the top three? And the Bills. He uh, picked them up this week. The bill. He picked the, yeah, he oh, yeah. He paid bills. a shit ton for them. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, dude, the Looks guy loves his choice. defenses, yeah. you know? Yeah. Defense like, whisperer. What, what, does, what does the person like more? Does AMAC like white receivers more than Tristan like defenses? Or Ben like quarterbacks. Ben like quarterbacks. <laughs> True. I don't know what's more. What's what's a dumber play roster? Or Eric enjoys losing to me every year. Whatever, dude. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll move off that since you brought that terrible fact. But that is Count Connor. Uh, we got another new segment. We got we want to debut. It's Hobie's Heroes. Yes. Hello. It's time for <laughs> Hobie's Heroes. I'm sorry. I don't have Jerry's whole nice spectacle um going on this week so moving forward i would like to do specific players that are going to be my heroes for the week that are going to hopefully win certain teams games and so on and so forth but this week is going to be a special one for the first one and i am giving it to an entire team and that team is no other than your host Eric Erickson. <laughs> I'm giving my hero to him for kicking the shit out of Joe. Not really, but I mean for beating Joe. I'm so sick and tired of hearing about Joe all the time on fantasy and how we've always heard about him in the past. That anytime I see Joe lose, I love to see it. It's a win Even for though the league. it's a win for the league. Like for the, the OGs of the league, I should say. Right? As we've talked about in the past, he hasn't been He's been relevant, but not as relevant as the past, right? So seeing him lose when we had to suffer through the 10-team leagues with Hayden and Aaron Quammen and Kyle Watts and all of those guys, it's great to see actual people who care and set their lineups each week, and now we have a podcast where you get called out on your shit, so you need to be on top of it. Because that's my goal every week is to hopefully not be mentioned on this podcast for some <laughs> dumbass shit over and over and over again. All right. But specifically from Erickson's team, I want to give it as a player mentioned to Christian Kirk. Like you said, not a big game, but the two touchdowns. So I will say that carried him to victory 
on Monday night, which is always fun to watch no matter what team you're on. So this week is going to Eric slash Christian Kirk. You love to see it. Big game for Christian Kirk with two TD catches, leading me to victory. Uh, we're coming back with a, a segment that we debuted that last week, and that is we're going behind the bets with Jordan here, and I think he's got a couple uh, special guests joining him this week. So let's see, let's see who we get, what we got here. By the way, I uh, shout at Hobie real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, questionable for Sunday listeners, and welcome to another edition of Behind the Bets. Today we'll be talking about a scheme that was run in the early 2010s. I think it was maybe 2011, not sure exactly. But it was involving the Baccarat table at the Royal Casino in Everett, some free play coupons, and a couple of the original EEIG members. And I actually have those members on the line with me today to talk us through exactly what happened. So, Joe, how's it going? Pretty good, man. How about yourself? Doing all right. Can't complain, you know? And the other uh, member of this scheme was Spencer. Spencer, what's up, man? Good to have you here. Hey, nice to be here, Jordan. All right, so let's uh, let's start off with some background here. Joe, can you describe what exactly Baccarat is? So Baccarat is a game at the casino that is basically you're deciding to you place a bet on either player or banker. And basically what happens is that the dealer then puts out two cards and then the rule is that you want to get as close to nine as possible with aces being one and then tens, jacks, queens, and kings being worth zero. Um, and it's just whoever is closer to nine. You draw two cards you for each person, and then whoever is losing then draws another card. And then if they are closer to nine, whoever is closest to nine or on nine wins. If you, I think it's if you start with like eight or nine right away, you win. Um, but yeah, it's basically whoever gets nine or closest to nine wins. Um, no skill at all. It's just a completely degenerate game. You just pick one side and pray that you win. Yeah, so it's the dealer that's doing all that work, right? You just you just guess which side yeah, is going to win. And... It's, it's basically you're just betting on, like, it's basically the same as picking heads or tails. Right. Okay. All right. And uh, Spencer, can you tell us about the free play coupons at the Royal and uh, what exactly those were? Uh, so basically, uh, the Royal had coupons where uh, you would put down a certain amount of money. Well, they were called match plays is what they were called. It was, uh, so you, you'd put $50 down, and uh, they would plus the coupon, and then they would pay you $50 plus $50 more for the coupon if you, if you won. So it was like a way of getting free money, essentially. Um, okay. And you would get one of these every day right if you're part of their club correct one of these okay so just to recap we have a table game that's essentially a 50 50 guess and you have these daily match play coupons where you can bet up to 50 dollars, and the house would match that bet all right so who wants to walk us through how the scheme worked and what exactly it, it was so Basically, what the scheme was is that I think I was like there one day and I was like, saw that I was like, huh, you could play these 50 50 match plays on Baccarat. So, kind of what we were just trying to figure out is like, we were in college, um, obviously not necessarily rolling in the dough. Um, but what we kind of realized is that like, if you had two people, you could each walk in with your match play that you get every day. 
and one puts $50 with a match play on banker, one puts $50 with a match play on player, and the losing person would win, would lose $50, but then the winning person would win 100 So basically, if you came in with one other person who got the same match plays, just played the match play on Baccarat and left, you would each make 25 bucks in about like 10 minutes, and then you can just leave. <laughs> All right, so it's basically it's free money because it's a mm -hmm. it's a fifty fifty guess. You got two players, so one of them is obviously gonna win. Uh, cool. So yeah, I'm surprised that they allowed that, and actually uh, they did take some actions to ban that after a little while. Is that right? Yeah, I think it was after like two months. Like I I don't know if we were the only people that were doing that. <laughs> I mean, like, but it was basically like once they see people coming in like five days a week doing the like playing the match play on that i think it was probably like two months later they banned it and you couldn't play match plays on baccarat <laughs> that, that's probably good good call on their part spencer you remember the the nickname that you called this I don't. What did I? <laughs> I just remember one time you said, oh, I haven't used my free play yet, so I'm going to hit the ATM. Oh. <laughs> Basically meant going to the Royal and picking up your free 25 bucks. <laughs> this is true. Uh, I guess I awesome. Yeah, I remember I, I ran that uh, one time with you, Spencer, and I just remember we were like, we we're trying to be all inconspicuous about it. Like, I think you went to the table first and sat down and played a couple hands. And then after a couple minutes, I went up and sat down and played my match play with a $50 bet. And then you were like, oh, I actually have one of those too. I'm going to do that on the <laughs> on the other one. And I'm pretty sure the dealer like, knew that we obviously knew each other and knew what we were doing. But... I tried to try to maximize the amount of time they let us do the podcast. But that was, you know, okay. Like, honestly, I thought it was such a small amount of money. They just wouldn't give a fuck for yeah, I said maybe just like not doing anything for a while because yeah, <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of uh, like they they they, uh, they they build in a certain amount of loss anyway, right? So you'd think that that would just be under their under their amount, but hey, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, so there you have it. In case you were wondering, that's how you can get some free money if you happen to know of a casino that offers match play coupons and has a Baccarat table. So with that, I'll send it back to our hosts, Eric and Connor. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you to Jordan there, as long as this was uh, Spencer and Joe for breaking down their little uh, scheme they had going down at the uh, Royal Casino. Uh, Connor, did you ever, like, any match plays? Did you ever have match plays at the casinos? Uh, I've never actually done that. That was kind of fun, though. It was like a podcast within a podcast. I like you it. know? Yeah, dude, I... uh, Jordan, keep cranking these out, man. I'm a fan. Uh, I will say, I think, is was this the Moose Casino? No, this is the Royal and Everett. The Royal, oh, the Royal. Okay. I've only been to the Moose, sorry. Crazy Moose. Yeah, shout out crazy moose. I'll tell you right now, they definitely suspected Jordan and Spencer being together because it's a <laughs> tiny place and they can absolutely in the Bachrite table, I'm pretty sure faces the door. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if yeah, they yeah. definitely saw them walking in together. The match plays at the Royal were great. I used to, I remember when I first started doing it, it was like when I turned 18 and I like got $50 match plays and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to play $50 on one hand of blackjack and then leave. Like it was like, you get like a couple a week. 
And then Spencer was like, oh, dude, I'll front you. So just whatever you win, you give me half. And if you lose, I'll cover it. So I was like, all right, sure. So like the first couple of months, I made like a couple hundred bucks each month. But obviously, I was giving half to Spencer. And then the third month, I was like, all right, I think I'm going to cut off Spencer now. I'm just going to play it myself. And then I was like, no, nah, I'll do it one more month. I'll have him front me. And I think like that month out of like 14 match plays, I hit like 12 of them. It would have been up like 600 bucks. But I had to give half to Spencer, but still ended up like 300. But another poor uh, gambling decision made by me. $300 at 18 where all you have is the beacon route is a great deal. <laughs> True. <laughs> exactly. I saw a little, I saw a girl delivering the beacon the other day when we went to my parents' house. And I told Dill right away, I said, hey. That was Erickson back in the day, knocking on our door, asking for tips. So. Yeah, man. All the way up Good to you, graduate man. high school. Uh, but, yeah, that was another great segment there from Jordan, Spencer, and Joe. Uh, but Stop now freaking. Call Beacon, right? <laughs> exactly. Not quite, but uh, this is a newspaper. But uh, we got the ad from one of our sponsors. Yeah. Um, hey, guys. Connor here. Just wanted to take a quick minute and talk about one of our sponsors, the Badonk Bidet. Now, if you're like one of the dozens of people across America who have already purchased and own your very own Badonk Bidet, then I salute you in your commitment to cleanliness. If you're like my co-host, Eric, who has yet to make the leap, word to the wise, you are probably swimming in a sea of bacteria as you listen to this podcast, either at your desk or in your car. Basically, if you haven't used a bidet today, a bidet today it's been scientifically proven that as you sit down and your asshole makes contact with your clothing, the microbes and parasites that live in your colon will actually migrate and cling to your desk chair or your leather seats. Their ultimate goal is to infect another human. And in these crazy times, we as a human race need to stand together. On top of working to prevent imperforated anuses across the globe, Badonkbade Industries has a very special offer just for listeners of the Questionable for Sunday podcast. It's called Guns with Bidets. And with every Badonk Bidet purchase during the month of October, Badonk Bidet Industries will also ship you a World War II-era bolt-action rifle for free. That's right, free. For only 48 monthly payments of $127, not only will your asshole be clean enough for your boyfriend's upcoming birthday, but you can also take home a German Car 98K bolt-action rifle. Chambered in 8mm Mauser, the Car 98K can drop a man at up to 500 meters and was the backbone of the Wehrmacht army. Who knows? Maybe the gun already saw action on the beaches of Normandy or at one of the numerous concentration camps across Poland. Not knowing is part of the excitement. Or if you're like me and you already own an assortment of German World War II small arms, you can also receive a Mosin Nagant, the Russian standard infantry weapon on the Eastern Front. Affectionately known as the garbage rod, the Mosin Nagant fires a fully rimmed 7.62 by 54 millimeter cartridge and has been in service since 1891, which is 11 years after the discovery of Salmonella. Or if you're like Chris and you're a secret communist who cherishes Stalin and Mao Zedong, you may already own a Mosin Nagant or two. And then I'd tell you to look no further and make sure to pick up an Arasaka Type 99 rifle. Made famous at the Rape of Nanking, where an estimated 300,000 Chinese civilians were massacred by the Japanese army, the Arasaka Type 99 rifle has flip-up anti-aircraft sights. That's right, a rifle with anti-aircraft sights, which is just stupid and retarded. It literally makes no sense to have on a bolt-action rifle. I, for one, can attest. The only thing worse than a leaky asshole is settling for subpar, trash-tier bolt-action rifles. So I would definitely not recommend the Arasaka. So... 
go online to badonkbadeindustries.com forward slash farthead forward slash Chris the Communist and purchase your very own expert approved and scientifically loved Badonk Bidet. And at the same time, with the Guns with the Bidet's ongoing promo, pick up a 70-year-old bolt-action rifle to scare the kids in your neighborhood during the upcoming Halloween season. Don't hesitate, as there are only a limited number of these bolt-action rifles. And once again, thank you to Badonk Bidet Industries for their continued support of the Questionable for Sunday podcast. Thank you again, Badonkba Day. You got to make sure you hop on that fast to get that bolt action rifle, so you better you better get them moving. And they might already be gone by the time you're listening, so better act fast. Yeah, don't get the Arasaka, though. I don't know what you want anti-aircraft sights on a gun. That sounds ridiculous. Exactly. And uh, now we, we're back with another segment of Joe Knows. So following up last week, Joe didn't know much he went one and three he had brown's money line against the steelers that was a big l uh washington money line against the giants uh, came down to a two-point conversion but he was on the wrong end of it so that's a loss he did have tennessee minus three against houston so took the victory there and had vikings minus three and a half against the falcons um so that was a loss so let's see what joe knows this week i'll tell you what joe knows nothing <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to his bets. Nothing. All right, guys, we're here for the fourth week of Joe Knows. And uh, this week we had a little shit talking on the Discord. And you know what, guys? I'm sorry that I went five and seven the first three weeks of the year because, you know what, that's just so bad. And no one's ever been on a small losing streak. So, therefore, you know, Hobie kind of suggested this. But I'm putting a challenge out to anybody who wants to fade my picks. I picked five games this week, and if anyone wants to take the opposite side, I'm happy to have a side bet with them as to whether I'll have a winning or losing week. I mean, obviously, I'm going to bet that I have a winning week, but if you want to bet that I'll have a losing week, uh, feel free to bet me with that. Uh, but as we're going through, here's my picks of the week. My five games I got this week, I went with a college football heavy pool this week, so I got five college football games. I got Boston College minus three versus Georgia Tech. I got West Virginia, Texas Tech, over 55 points. I got Navy, plus 14 against Houston. I got Oklahoma TCU, over 59 and a half. And the big one, which is my big Joe's game of the week, is Memphis, minus 13 against Temple. So those are my five games I like this week. I really like the Memphis, minus 13 versus Temple. Didn't pick any NFL games this week. There is not very many attractive games, I think, to bet on. So I would honestly probably stay away from NFL this week and just hit the college football hard. Uh, good luck, guys, and hopefully have a good week. All right, there's your Joe Nelson this week going all college football. I got to say, dude, betting on NFL is like got to be one of the hardest things to do. I feel like I do pretty solid in college football and whatever else I decide to bet on. But on Sundays, I feel like I'm just getting hammered. I'm usually getting getting hammered on a Sunday, regardless. Oh, Hobie, uh, some some uh, Joe's uh, calling you out a little bit there. What do you think? Are you gonna be fading Joe's pick? You can you can make a bet against Joe's bets. No, no, I will not because the moment that I do that, Joe Luck is gonna kick in, and I'm gonna lose. Like that's a dumb bet for me. Like especially that he chose no NFL football. Is this not a fantasy fucking NFL football podcast? <laughs> Good point. And you are going to give me college picks? Just like week. Hayden did. Oh, the week one. Take Kansas State. Lay the money on it. On the point spread. And I did. And they fucking lost. Like, college football is so in the air this year also. Like, 
you don't know due to COVID. It all just goes down to how many teams are playing and what this and that. Like, here's the thing. I brought this up. I did not want this podcast. I'm glad I'm not doing it because if you guys listen to me, you'd lose every week, right? <laughs> but I will say if Joe can throw in maybe a little parlay couple picks because I'm like you, Eric. I go low dollar, high reward. All right. I only I will literally choose the morning games. And I only do money lines and I choose who I think is going to win. And I always lose one to two games, which is expected. All right. But if I hit that one time for five dollars, this shit's paying out four fifty, whatever it is. Right. I'm a dumbass gambler. So that's fine. I will take that. But the fact that you're giving us college picks this week. Cop out. It's a little it's just a little disappointing. Like I, I don't even care win, about college picks. Wait, like, dude, the Pac-12 is not even playing yet. All right, like, give us some picks when the UW's playing. Like, half uh, yeah. the people here went to UW or UW fans. Like, minus Ben, who I got locked out of his fucking dorm room one night. <laughs> the one time we stayed in his dorm, and I pounded on the door for ten minutes, and no one let me back in because I set something up in the door and someone kicked it out. And then I just sleep in fucking Spencer's van in 10 degree weather. So fuck Wazoo. Sounds Even like more. every time I go to Pullman. Terrible yeah. time. I mean, to be honest, I mean, whatever. Luckily, I had the nice little, you know, Alki blanket <laughs> over me. But, like, What's I don't know, Alki blanket? Like, you know, when you start oh, drinking, mind, you get, it. like, warmer? Like, Jesus Yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah, my bad. <laughs> Right, yeah, let's... no wonder you will not do a pod when you're buzzed. Like, it's true, dude. I seriously have like three shots and two beers before I get on because all I think is I'm gonna get ripped on this thing. So, need to prepare. But whatever. All right, let's issue a challenge to Joe. Drop a couple NFL. Let's get some NFL picks in the Discord, and maybe we can have some people bet against the f- you fading you on those. So, this is. Joe, give me like a Oregon, I can only though. bet on NFL. I can't even like, bet give, on me a, give me like a parlay once in a while. You know yeah, what I mean? Just, yeah, dude. Give me a little bit. Like give me like a three team, a three team parlay, whether it's with the points, money line, and the over under. All right. Yeah. But stuck my dick. I'm taking the over. <laughs> all right, Connor. Let's... Did you get that? Because you didn't even. I'm watching you on video. You weren't even phased by what I just said, and yet you you just solely discovered part of my take this year. So it's, it's true. You know. uh, I, I'm what you mean the what do they call it? The can't lose parlay. Well, that's it's big cat. So it's a different segment through Barstool. But I'm just saying you're better now. So I am. But I, at the same time, it. though, like I'm, I'm a I'm a uh, early better. I mean, not like early. I mean, early in my career. Like I have room to grow. Although I'm just I was, asking, why would you not want to take the over in like every game? I have like, been taking who, the over in so many games. I actually, I actually had a well. I'm just, last No, I'm just saying in general. I'm not, yeah. t- I'm not talking about just strictly to you. I'm talking about in general. Why would you not want to take the over in every game just to see many, many points? I, I hate taking the under. Like yeah. you gotta, it's defense. Fuck. I gotta say, there's nothing worse than taking the under and then seeing teams just pile on the points. But also, there's nothing worse than taking the over and then just seeing like a defensive battle. Yeah, but, like, you're not expecting that going into But when you right? bet the like, over and it's, like, a high-scoring shootout, it's, there's, not, there's not a better feeling. You're just, like... The worst, the worst feeling in the world is you see two shitty teams playing against each other who have shitty defenses, and you're like, fuck yeah, I'm definitely hammering the over on this. And then 
they score, it's like 17 to 14 as the final. Like, and the over is like 50 something. So that's the worst. I'll tell you right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. But. All right. So, Joe, we need some NFL picks out of you in the discords. Maybe Not some people Joe. will jump on those and fade them. But, uh, you know, Wednesday, always the waivers go through. So, we're going to go through our best pickups of the week. Uh, Connor, I'll start with you. Who did you like on the waiver wire? God, I I was really disappointed this morning. I was like, oh, I picked up Darren Fells. I was like, okay, it wasn't my first pick at tight end because even though I just traded for Mark Andrews, he has a bye this week, and, of course, Ertz just got injured, so I have no one to play at tight end even though I just traded for one. And, Lord, don't you know it, dude. Eric, you put in a, a bid for Rob Gronkowski for $9. I put one in for $8. You barely you edged me it. out. Fuck you, dude. You'd love to see it. What pisses me off is that apparently – we were the only two people aware. I guess, okay, I guess Chris put in a bid for a dollar. But do you guys realize that since O.J. Howard tore his Achilles, Gronk's averaging seven targets a game? Like, hello? People paying attention in this league? Fuck's sake, dude. I don't understand why we're the only people paying attention bidding on Rob Gronkowski. There should be other people. Tight end sucks this year. It's so hard to find a good tight end. You have a guy who's averaging, I think it's seven targets a game. It's like, what the fuck are people doing, man? I don't know. That's, the, that's my best pickup. Good job, Eric. Fuck you. Thanks, man. Uh, Hobie, who'd you like this week on the waiver wire? Yeah, I will go off of that. I've never been a two tight end guy, so that's why I didn't bid on him. And I also haven't you bid, don't bid on anyone, Hobie. two weeks. Two weeks I haven't bid this year, so I wanted to get in front of that right now. <laughs> Last week I was moving, so you can all fuck yourself. And then this week... Didn't like anyone. Oh, no. Yesterday I, was, I, was, I actually went home sick from work uh, so i was puking all day and so i honestly just forgot i'm not gonna lie to you but um yeah i really liked where's that um oh so actually i'm gonna give this to eric also i like the antonio brown pickup like was, was that yeah. today yeah. at like one one o'clock in the afternoon and my buddy at work told me, oh, hey, the Seahawks are kind of the front runner for picking him up. And I said, oh, shit, I'm about to hop on. He was gone. So um, I like that pickup. And I'm not going to lie. I weirdly liked Curtis's pickup of Carson Wentz this week as uh, Lamar Miller is on by. And so he Why picked Jackson, up Carson man. Wentz. And I think they have a lot to prove. I mean, it's the Eagles, right? He had, what, like 27, 28 points, 29 Last week, um, I, di I didn't mind that pick. He got him for a decent price also. I don't remember the price off the top of my $3. head, but yeah, three bucks. Yeah, it, so like I, I thought that was a good pick. So. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I'd like that. Wentz, like the Eagles haven't been great this year, but Wentz has been pretty solid fantasy-wise uh, with, you know, he's had a couple of rushing touchdowns and doing pretty solid fantasy-wise. And, and he's uh, got the Cowboys coming up in two weeks, and yeah. you know – they're definitely gonna score a ton of points well, against I mean, them and the Giants start next him week. In two weeks though. Yeah, but like, he's, he, uh, like he I has mean, two good he, matchups coming though. Is my point. Yeah, but right? he has Lamar Jackson. Did I say Lamar Miller? Yeah, he said Lamar Miller. But I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson. I, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like he has Lamar Jackson. He's gonna start yeah. him every week. Like, but it was a nice bye week villain. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. it's a good pick. And if you want to start him against those shitty ass teams, I don't. I do not think that's gonna be a bad play if yeah. he holds him as his quarterback. I think so too. And you know, for my uh, wave wire pick of the week, I'm giving it to Jordan for picking up Gio Bernard for zero dollars because my guy, dude, it's that our guy. son of a bitch. I was going for him. I like literally. I'm just gonna say this. I think last week I did pick up someone. I picked up that shithead no name for 
the Bucks because I knew Leonard Fournette was out. Keyshawn I Vaughn. picked him up. Yeah, and he had negative .5 points because he fumbled, all right? And my whole thing was between Gio Bernard and him. And I took fucking him. And I wish I would have had Gio Bernard on my bench for last week. I'm just yeah, going to say. Yeah, Gio Bernard, he vultured a touchdown last week. And he did. Joe Mixon got hurt, so he may end up being – Gio could end up being a starter this week. That's what uh, I'm so saying. It's a great pickup. It's a great pickup. pickup. 334 in the morning, though, after waivers went by. Yeah. Jordan, go to bed, dude. If you guys haven't looked at it, you should look at Gio Bernard's picture because he has a phenomenal mustache. Oh, the stash? The oh, greatest mustache. Oh, yeah. I've, oh, I looked at it thing is too much. Thick. Thinking yeah, between the two. And I said, my dumbass, this is why I don't do waiver wires. I fucking hate him. And you guys always give me shit for it. And it's just like, whatever, you know? All right, now we got a preview. Yeah, week seven here, we got to make our picks. Uh, I'll start with you, Connor. Who are you taking this week? Oh, uh, I just want to – okay, I'm taking myself. I think it's pretty obvious. I'm actually taking everyone on the podcast. I'm taking myself. Um, I'm taking Eric. I'm taking Hobie. And then I'm uh, taking Jerry, taking Tristan. And then as my upset, I got Spencer over Ben. All right, Hobie. Come on, Ben. Knock, knock Ben down, dude. He can't keep getting away with this. Obi, who do you got this week? So I'm weirdly very close with Connor. I'm taking everyone on the podcast. Let's go. I'm taking Jerry. I am. I did choose Spencer. I thought that was going to be the upset that no one was going to take. But Spencer's team is not that bad. Um, and then I'm actually taking Jordan this week. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. Uh, I'll go contrarian. I'll take Joe against Hobie. It's going to be a close matchup. Uh, but I'll go contrarian here. I'm taking myself, taking Connor. Give me Jerry. Give me... I'll take Jordan. And uh, I'll go with Ben in the last matchup there. So those are our picks for Week 7. And uh, I think this has been everyone's favorite segment of the year. I know it's oh, been Oh, for mine. sure. It's been uh, mine, yeah, 100%. We got, Absolutely. We got some more berries from Jerry over here, so let's see what he's got for this week. Nom, nom, nom. Coming to you live from the western slopes of Queen Anne in Seattle, Washington, the world is waiting this evening with a mixture of anticipation, excitement, and curiosity. The Olympic Games for Week 7 of Jerry's Berries is about to officially commence. I am your host and reigning EEIG gold medalist, Jerry! Now let the games begin. We go live to track and field with the high jump. Let's see what players will jump over their projected totals or if they will fall short. First up, Tom Brady from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers projected 20.2 points, which is six most for quarterbacks in week seven. Will he clear it? Oh, just short. That's a bad berry. Brady will finish below his projected total and outside of the top 10. Next up is Kenyon Drake from the Arizona Cardinals. Riding high from his Monday night breakout performance, giving Tristan the win last week, let's see if he can clear the 13-point projection this week. And he can! The crowd loves it. He beats his projection for the second week in a row, making him a fruit for week 7. Now to the main event of this week's games, a head-to-head relay between Hobie's Heroes and Fresh Prince of Hilaire. This is the closest projected matchup this week in the EEIG and will be highlighted in this gold medal relay race through their teams. 
And they're off. Hobie with a fast start with Mahomes and Derrick Henry outpacing Joe's quarterback and running backs. As we move to the wide receiver portion of the relay, Hobie is fading fast with Emmanuel Sanders and Randall Cobb as his wide receiver two and three. As Joe's wide receivers are getting him back in the race with Godwin and Lockett against favorable matchups. Kelsey gives Hobie a boost around the corner as they head into the final stretch. Will Hobie have enough to hold off Joe? The crowd rises to their feet. Joe has Woods and Allaire in his flex spots, and they are flexing past Hobie to give Joe the win, exceeding his 119-point projection. That's Joe. You are a fruit for Week 7. Thanks for listening to tonight's coverage of the Week 7 Jerry's Berries Olympic Games. Now, back to your hosts. I feel oddly patriotic right now. Yeah, another great yeah, production from good. Jerry's Berries. That's great. I uh, hope you, I'm sure you're hoping you're going to edge out that race there. But uh, So just to recap, Jerry's got Joe to exceed 119 projection against Hobie and get the victory. Uh, his fruit this week, Kenyon Drake, to exceed his 13-point projection. And his bad berry is Tom Brady to underperform his 20.2-point projection. Uh, last week's berries were a little bit tough. Uh, bad berry, James Conner outscored his projection. And in the fruits, Kenny Hall, Galladay was projected 12. Or 14. Or no. He was projected 12. He finished 12 and a half. Jerry had him scoring 14 points. So pretty close there. But he did have Stafford to exceed 19 points. He finished with 12. He also said Tristan would fall below his projected total of 107. He finished with 120.5. And that Spencer would exceed his 108.6 point projection. He finished with 99. It's a little bit of a rough week for the Jerry's. But I think we'll see him bounce back. We could see him bounce back this week. But to be honest, again, not that bad though. Not that terrible. Yeah. Like they were, they were all like very close. Yeah. To what he projected, so that's it's great segment. You yeah. know, I mean, top notch. Yeah, you gotta love the Jerry's berries. I know we all gotta do. love it. And uh, we got one more thing to close out the podcast here. We got a diss track from Tristan. So let's. Oh see. shit! Let's see what. Up, up, up. Before oh. you start that, we're going to talk about last week's diss track. Not about the track that Tristan had dropped, because I thought that that was legit, but about the stupid-ass comments that Eric made afterwards. Right, what did he say, Hovey? Where he said, he said, oh, Hovey came back from college and tried to play us in MVP baseball. First of all, let me just drop some knowledge. Erickson, do you know what MVP baseball that was that we played? Uh, it was either 2004 or 2005. First of all, it was MVP Baseball 09. There's no such thing as Manor MVP Ramirez Baseball 09. 5 plus 4 is 9, though. It so. might have been 05. That's true. <laughs> Maybe it's 05 if it's the one with Manor Ramirez. Shut up. Anyways, right? keep going. Keep going. Whatever. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, you're right. It was MVP Baseball 05. <laughs> I was thinking 09. But, okay. So, that, that makes this even worse. So, it was MVP Baseball 05, right? All right. And Erickson is saying that it was... After I got back from college, like Tristan said in his district, I went to college pretty late. I was 21 when I, I had just freshly turned 21 when I went to college. Okay. So that would make it what? 2012. I didn't even own an Xbox. I was the only one of our friend group that owned that game with an Xbox. We played it in my garage. Like you said. 
I gave my Xbox away when I was 19 years old to Chris Gwynn. And yet you said that we played this afterwards. All right, whatever. I got the timeline wrong, but regardless, Wait you got slapped around by Joe. After you were talking, is Eric creating stories out of thin air? I'm just saying. Erickson said that. Oh, oh, he went to college and talked mad shit about how good he was, then came back and and then he got shit pumped by Joe. No, (laughs) that is not true. I got shit pumped by Joe one time. It was one game, and. Erickson never beat me. I said that, though. Fucking... I said that you smacked me. I know. I'm agreeing with you, but I'm in a in a rage right now. So, um, Erickson never beat me. The only person to beat me was Joe. One fucking game. I played him once. And he does this stupid thing where if you guys ever played MVP baseball, I would put the ball exactly where it's going and throw the pitch like a courteous dude. Joe would move the ball around so it went away and then just throw balls the entire time. Like, I, like no, no shit. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna don't be, swing a ball, you know dude. I mean? Right? You gotta have that discipline, right? That's okay. You're okay. You're gonna talk. Okay, whatever. But <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> like, uh, Connor, you, your greatest fucking athletic Uh-oh. feat was at the fucking gym at U Dub, and you <laughs> were trash there. I played basketball with you there. Your greatest feat is rebounding. <laughs> Like no, no, actually, sick, it's bro. no. Actually, my greatest feat is spacing. I have great spacing. Yeah, okay. I love it. Try to space me, bro. I'll bump the shit. Oh, out I'll space of the shit out of you, bro. Erickson, Erickson's like, able to get I will, close I to me, bro. To I'll Erickson. be so he far is... away from you. There'll be so will... much space between us. <laughs> I will give Erickson credit that he is a much better basketball player. Than like, absolutely, always has been. He's always been taller than me. That's fine. When we played at Columbia, I used to foul the shit out of this kid. And he was way too scared to call a Whatever. foul. That dude was not beating me in the paint. All right. I'll tell you that much. So, Connor, I will play you anytime in the paint right now. But I just wanted to throw up that. Anytime or right now, dude. Which one do you want? Take your mind up. Okay. True. I, I have a, actually have a basketball hoop at my house right now. Dude, so if, if, if we have an end of season meetup, I will definitely play you one on one in basketball. We'll play everyone. We'll play against everyone dude, in this league. Dude, you got to understand, dude, since I've moved to Portland and became an adult, I actually coach youth basketball, bro. My fundamentals are so sound. It's absurd, <laughs> okay? I can make so many free throws, okay? And my left-handed layup, almost unstoppable as long as no one <laughs> else is around me. Like, seriously, I don't know how you can stop me in general. You can't even I, get close to me. I will put a bet right now. I'll put two bets on it. I'll put, I'll put a bet on that I will beat you one on one, and what, that what, I will eleven also, ones and, and twos. Yeah, yeah, one obviously, yeah, ones and twos to eleven, and I will also you know make more free mean, throws than way? you. And I will also okay. make more free throws than you. I okay. will put it. In what kind of setting? When? How many are we shooting? Let's give us some specifics here. Well, ten free throws. Ten free throws. Okay. All right. Yeah, ten free throws. Ten one free on throws. One on one to eleven. Ones and twos. We'll All right, have I'm, our down, I'm down for both, dude. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Are you guys ready for this? And distract? also, also, um, uh, Eric's gonna give us some trivia questions based off of basketball defenses <laughs> and how to properly <laughs> rotate and react. We're also gonna do that as well. Exactly. All right, yeah, sure. I'll give you final one part of the challenge. All right, thank you. That's all I need, dude. That's all, all right, need. you guys ready for this diss track? <laughs> no, I'm not ready, but all I'm right. just yes, on me anyways. It's about Joe. Hell yes. I oh yeah. Okay. Okay. All first right. of all, wait. Before, we oh, I don't know if I was supposed to say that. I'm sorry. That's all right. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, now that that cat's out of the bag, Eric, have you been talking with Tristan about this at all or not? Nah? Nah, dude, of course not. 
Oh, he's such a liar. Okay, let's do it. Here we go, Joe. Here we go, Joe. His middle name is Luck, we know that to be true. But what if I told you he gets a boner when he poos? Careful out there, Kathy, watch where you step. I know mommy does his laundry, but his panties are sticky and wet. Speaking of pussies, he's nothing in this house. Ralph is the fucking man, and Joe's the baby mouse. Where the fuck are we is the name of Joe's game. Confused in the car when he's trying to switch lanes. We know he's got the skill, he's a fucking CPA. But keep on this path and you might turn gay, like your brother. Sip a vodka crayon and fuck around with boys. Wrestle to your heart's content, just easy with the dick-shaped toys. Ralph's the man, you're a bitch in your own house. Power to Kathy. Be better. <laughs> All right, that was awesome. I'm not going to lie. We have to mute ourselves now for those of you who are, have been on the podcast because they're so goddamn funny, and I'm happy we did because I was howling. Holy fuck. <laughs> Oh, that was so Joe good. gets a boner oh, when he poos. <laughs> that was Eric. Here's the thing. What do you think of that? <laughs> Eric was extremely ruthless. Oh yeah, dude. Out of nowhere, like, just going right at the brother. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just talking about Eric's diss track was like oh, extremely okay. ruthless. Like it was like hella mean. You know what I mean? Like Eric's like, hey, I got to take some time to recuperate from this. This one was fucking funny shit. <laughs> so fucking funny. Power to like, Kathy, bro. Joe, Joe, I'm sorry you got hit so hard, dude. Like, <laughs> like especially after the week of mine. I'm so lucky I've never met Tristan. I don't know. Joe met him, right? Yeah. Like at their yeah. meetup. And so like but dude, you got horrible facts thrown to you. <laughs> like, I got facts thrown to me. I got talked about MVP baseball and my schooling, which is a very well-known thing. And Joe got absolutely shit on in this podcast. Like, I'm, I'm in this diss track. Like, I'm sorry. And in this podcast, because I just shit on Joe the whole time. So, Joe, uh, I wish I could say this at the beginning. Do not listen to this podcast. Bro. Yeah, it's, it's a rough week for Joe. Joe, if you made it this far, you've gone too far. Okay. I gotta to be honest brother. though. This whole time, oh. I've been making advertisements on bidets. I didn't know I was giving Joe <laughs> erections the whole time. Jesus Christ. Keeping your pants up. But yeah, it was a rough week for Joe. Listens to his brother. Uh, week six, I gets a hot diss track dropped on him by Tristan. I gotta say, Tristan oh. sent me the track, and he was like, "I don't think this is my best work." Dude, I think that's his best one this season. I think it this might be the best one so far. You gotta realize, Tristan, Tristan we're pretty low brow in the league, right? Like, Tristan, pump out more not good tracks. Like, <laughs> let me just tell you that. Like, it's that dirty. Like, shit, th- to be honest, it probably goes Joe, Eric, and then the rest of them are all pretty tied. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they've been phenomenal all year. The beats are tight. Tristan is a phenomenal rapper. They're so fun to listen to. Obviously, when it's about yourself. Be fucking worried. I started listening to the podcast last week. I heard it was about me. I skipped to the end to even hear if I wanted to listen about the podcast, but and listen to that first. Like, and then I listened to it again because I thought it was so good. But this one post this shit in the Discord. Yeah, shout out. Uh, this might be my ringtone from now on. I'm just gonna say, like, 
That was insane. That was a great way to end a podcast. And, I might um... listen to that again in like five minutes because I got to write down all those sweet, juicy rhymes he just said. That was a great, man. What, what a great way to end today's show. Hobie, thanks for jumping on with us. Hobie, man. Good to have you on, thanks, man. Guys. Can I say I I'm know, just happy yeah, to kill Cord's life with you, man. It's content, great. But it's always fun. So. It was another great episode. We're content creators, baby. It's what we do. <laughs> Looking forward to another great episode next week. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch you guys later. Thanks for listening. See you guys. See ya.